Oh, what's going on, everybody? Feliz Navidad and all that kind of stuff. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm glad you're here. I hope that you're doing good, man. Are you in the Christmas spirit? Well, are you a person who can't even talk to me right now? I pretty much am, man. I went to a, uh, um, I went to a Christmas parade yesterday, and then after the parade, I was like, man, I would like to have me some hot cocoa. Right, because I went into a tree lighting earlier in the week, and they were selling hot cocoa there. How much does it cost to make a cup of hot cocoa? All right, with the cup and everything, what are we looking at? I would say under 50 cents a cup. That's why I would say when it's all said and done, maybe 50 cents a cup. We're talking premium ingredients, folks, for that, right? And they were charging $5 for a cup of hot cocoa. $5. Right. To me, I understand business is business. Right. When you're at a Christmas tree light in a small town, people are going to want a cup of hot cocoa. It's cold outside. Ooh, let's get the children hot cocoa. You know, and there's four of you. That's like twenty dollars, man, for four cups of hot cocoa. That's like two dollars. Right. So the markup is unbelievable, you know, at these sorts of events. And uh, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, God almighty, jeez. But uh, but anyway, so after the Christmas parade yesterday, I was like, I'd like to have me some hot cocoa. Then I need me a nap because I was just real tired, man. Sometimes I get real tired. I'm like, I can tell when I'm driving because I look like both ways. If I'm stopped, I like double and triple check myself. And then when I pull out, I'll jump a little bit like, oh, is I'm I going to be dead, you know? And then I'm like, that's when I know that I need to take a nap, right? And if you drink, I drank two things of Swiss Miss hot cocoa, you know, in my mug. And if you drink two things of Swiss Miss hot cocoa, your nap ain't going to be very long unless your bladder is enormous, right? And I don't even know if it's good to have a big bladder or a small bladder, you know? I think that... I think that if you have a big bladder, you probably have more problems. Because if you have bigger organs, that's more more area that can stuff can go wrong, right? I mean, that makes sense to me. I always thought since I had like a bigger head, I get worse or headaches than people with little pea heads, you know, because my brain's bigger and uh, my medulla oblongata. And, uh... So I don't know about having a big bladder if that's good or bad. You can take longer naps, though. That'd be pretty good after you drink hot cocoa. But uh, it was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. And, I mean, something that I noticed about Christmas parades that I never noticed before is, like, everybody that's in a Christmas parade, you got your politicians, which, I mean, don't nobody want to even see you, man. If you're like, I like my politicians, I like my politicians, like, do you? Or do you just not like the other guy or the other lady? I'm sorry, the other person. Do you not like the other person? You know, is that what I think more what it is, is like, I really don't like who I vote for. I just think your person sucks, <laughs> you know, and mine just sucks. But yours really sucks, man. Uh so they're all in the parade, like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, you know. 
And, you know, then you have fire trucks, which ain't nobody, you know, ain't nobody even happy to see a fire truck coming. Because if you see a fire truck coming, your house is on fire, right? I understand, like, kids like seeing the shiny fire trucks and, you know, they have the sirens and all the things. You know, then you have the police, you know, they come through. They had their little float with the Grinch that was, like, in jail. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. But the Grinch turned out to be good at the end. And then y'all want to lock him up. That confused little children. Because they're like, I thought his heart grew big that day, you know. And they're like, well, it did. But he had a meth habit. Um, and then, uh, what else, what else? Oh, tow trucks. There was two tow truck companies in this parade, man. I seen, I ain't exaggerating. You're like, Glenn, that's a fish story. I ain't even exaggerating. I seen probably 14 tow trucks in that parade. There was this kid sitting on the back of one of them on a flatbed. And he looked like his daddy had beaten. Like, you will be in the dang parade with me, boy. And he was just sad looking. He looked like he just had like smoked him a big fat joint or something. And he had long hair and he was looking down and he just looked depressed. This is about the saddest Christmas float I ever seen. Which it was just a flat bed with a sad kid on the back of it. But I mean a bunch of them wasn't even decorated. It was just like this is my truck. There was even a tow truck pulling another tow truck. And there was a tow truck pulling a big truck on the back of flatbed. There was a flatbed with like a rotted. It was like an old flatbed. It didn't have that mat, that metal, uh, that metal bed on it. It had like the boards, like the two by sixes or whatever they are. And some of them was rotted. And I was like, somebody's driving a rotted flatbed through the parade here. And then like my favorite, there was like the expedition pulling a trailer. Just, I think a Shriner was driving it. I don't know. It's like, I got a trailer. I'll be in the parade. And they're like, yes, that will be $125. And he's like, here you go. And they're like, you've been ripped off. You're number 47 into the parade. I don't see why they don't put hearses in the parade. You know, because it's all these bears of bad news. Then there's the preacher. You know, there's the churches that are in the in the parades. And, uh... And I don't know, depending on where what you believe, you know, like if you're religious or not or spiritual or not, some folks to see a preacher coming ain't good news, you know, because what if you're doing sins and the preacher's coming and then he's like, you shouldn't do that. And you're like, oh, uh, all right. And then you guys stop doing it. You know, so he's in his paper mache hat, his Polar Express hat and, uh, so they was in the parade. Then there was like food pantries. There was like a neighborhood watch. There was a food pantry, which they threw out candy at the parade, which that was like at this parade, they didn't used to throw out candy. So that was kind of nostalgic to me, you know, because when I was a kid, I liked going to the parade because they'd throw out candy, you know. Um, it was back before they hid assault rifles and Tootsie Rolls or whatever they're doing now. And uh, and I remember I was in a parade for a little, my parents were friends with these people that owned a, the small, it was a grocery store in, in Florida, in a small town in Florida. They owned the, like the grocery store in town. And we were on that float throwing out candy, pretending we were grocers and whatnot. And uh, but we wasn't grocers though, we was children. You know, and uh, 
And so, like, they were throwing out candy. I was like, well, what if the food, <laughs> if the food pantry is, like, throwing out cans of food, you know? Like, what if, uh, what if little Donovan got nailed in the head with a can of corn? That would have made my Christmas better. Um, <laughs> that's messed up. Um, what else? They might as well put hearses, man, with all the bad news. Bearers. That's what it is. It ain't a Christmas parade. It's like uh, the bad news bears, bearers drive, right? Just decorate up a hearse. Merry Christmas. You know? If I seen a hearse blasting Christmas music in a parade, I'd be like, right on, man. Right on. But uh, But they don't do that for whatever reason. You know? Or if they check this out, if they had like, if they had a hearse and then it popped open in the back and Santa Claus sat up, <laughs> you know, and the screams of all the children that you would hear, that'd be pretty all right, huh? No, maybe not. There was this one float, man. It was like, it was like a flatbed trailer. It had some kind of sign on it that said Southern something or another. I don't, I, it was something I never heard of. So I was like, maybe that's a thrift shop, like a secondhand shop or an antique shop or something. And I saw these dudes walking beside this thing in leather vests. Right. And like, I looked and then I did a double take. Cause when they walked by on their cuts, man, on the back, it they were outlaws, like outlaw bikers. And I was like, dang. They are outlaws in the Christmas parade in my little town. <laughs> I was like, this is great. And uh, I was like, this totally didn't get approved by the city council or whoever was going to it. It was like a business, but then I guess they had an association with these bikers. There was probably about, I would say maybe six to eight of them. There were a couple other ones that had on some cuts that I didn't recognize. But like, I recognize the outlaws, of course I recognize and I had heard a bike right before the parade started. And uh, I had heard a parade or a bike. It was real loud. And I turned around and saw like a bike or in a leather vest. But I didn't really think anything about it. And uh, I thought he's just here to maybe catch him a little glimpse of Santa Claus or something. But uh, yeah, it turns out the outlaws were at the parade. And <laughs> I was like, dang, somebody's going to get in trouble for that. Somebody's going to be mad. And they were like, well, we can't have outlaws in our Christmas parade going forward. And they'll pass some kind of resolution or whatever politicians do that don't change nothing. Um, they just like, you know, we condemn that. And they're like, well, let's do something about it. And they're like, well, you do something about it. And I'll be like, man, I ain't going to do nothing about it. I ain't even going to do nothing about it. So, um. So hopefully the outlaws being in our Christmas parade will be a new Christmas tradition for our small town going forward because it is funny. And I like to think about it upsetting people. But uh, what else can I tell you? What else even can I tell you? Oh, I watched a video on YouTube last night um, that had like it showed like the big a Bigfoot, his eyes reflecting in the woods. So turns out he's real.
well, wasn't that festive, Glenn? Wasn't that lovely? Man, I'll go ahead and tell you, I ain't above a Christmas song. And I ain't really into classical music, and that's kind of classically, you know? And I ain't even really into it, but when it comes to Christmas, man, I'll get down in some weird ways, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I ain't going to lie to you. But how you guys doing? What's going on? What's going on? Man, it's breaking news today that Aaron Judge re-signed with the New York Yankees. I'm pretty excited about that. That made my day. That made my week. I mean, that made my off-season, my baseball off-season. Um, I would like to get some more pigeon on the Yankees, but um, Aaron Judge was, like, out there flirting with the with the Giants. Who were they? San Francisco Giants? Don't nobody even want to play for the Giants, man. Don't nobody even want to play for y'all. Lame. Lame. But uh, I guess he was playing it just right, and everybody was getting nervous. Um, everybody was getting nervous because he was like the Time Magazine, um, player of the year, whatever, athlete of the year. And he had made some quotes about the Yankees, like stuff that turned him off. Like they had leaked the offer that they made him that he turned down, um, at the beginning of the season, the Yankees leaked that information and they were doing it as a tactic. Um, and obviously, that was weird coming from him because he never talks bad about anybody or anything. So I was like, dang. But I, I guess it was like a like, like a negotiation tactic. And, uh, I mean, the Yankees had to come off with $360 million. $360 million. I guess that's all right. I mean, it's okay. But, uh... I mean, even though he's not my he's Aaron Judge isn't my favorite player on the Yankees. Um I'm I like DJ LeMayhew and John Carlos Stan are probably my two guys. I like them dudes, man. But uh But anyway, I'm glad that he's back because he is kind of the face of the Yankees. You know, and it would be weird with him yeah, for him to go to any other team the year after he broke Roger Maris's home run record, single season home run record. It's like, dude, you're not going to be a legend if you go to the Giants. You're just going to be, you're going to be in California, man, and that's going to be a bummer for you. Um, uh, so that happened. So that kind of made my, that kind of made me happy. Made my little, made my little week. But uh, I'm sorry, I'm tired. I'm so tired, man. I don't know, it's Wednesday. When you get to about Wednesday, it just, I don't know. I kind of lose my steam a little bit. I need a cup of coffee midway through the day. But I ain't even going to lie to you. I'll probably take a nap. Because you know what's better than coffee? A nap. You know what's better than dang near everything for a 41-year-old man is a nap. Not everything. There's a few stuffs that I like better than a nap. Um, But we won't get into that. Uh, what else can I tell you about people? Um, oh, uh, Kanye West got kicked off of Twitter. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that guy for a minute. So Kanye West got kicked off of Twitter because he tweeted a picture of the star of David with a swastika in the middle. 
And that's not something that's good to do, man. You know? And he's like, I love everybody. And he went on Alex Jones, like, Infowars, and was like, he, he had, like, a, not a ski mask, but, like, a thick pantyhose all over his face. And you couldn't even see his face. And he was just saying outlandish things. Outlandish. That's, like, a really uh, extra word, ain't it? Outlandish. That was outlandish. I'm going to start saying that all the time. So it will lose its lose its luster <laughs> but uh but he was saying all this wild stuff man and then he got on twitter and he's like i love everybody and put a star of david in the swastika and some stuff just ain't right you know and whatever your morals are i think that most of us can agree that um that is common ground to think that nazis are bad you know um, I mean, maybe I have a listener out there that's like, being a Nazi is a good thing, or I am a Nazi, or, you know, like, I know a Nazi, or, you know, my mom is a Nazi, but I mean, that's probably not good, man, you know, being a Nazi is not good, is what I always say, you know, that's the belief that I have, you know, always held dear, but, uh, Evidently, Kanye West is like, I want to love you. And see, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, uh, that's like saying that I love kids and pedophiles. You know what I mean? And kind of grouping them together and being like, I love both of you. But probably you shouldn't just say that, you know? Even if you, like, I understand, um, I understand trying to love everybody, right? Why not just say that? Why not just be like, I love everybody? You can say that and you don't, it, it, it's like he wants that shock value. He wants to say something crazy. But I mean, saying, mixing them two things together just don't even, I don't know, man. It felt weird to look at a star David with a swastika. I ain't even gonna lie to you. But I will say this. I will say that a lot of people nowadays are kind of looking. It's like we've lost our ability to to focus on the common things we have in common with other people. And people don't even it's like we want that conflict. We want to have conflict with with other people and that's like almost like what we thrive on and it's i think that that comes from like not being okay with yourself and not being happy with yourself right is is like at least for me is when i'm seeking conflict there's usually something going on with me if i'm like on edge and just wanting like say i wish he i wish you'd say something you know if you have that mentality and you seek that out like, I think you just ain't all right with yourself, man. Yeah. But I don't know what Kanye's on, man. That dude's on another level. I don't even know. Man, I don't even know. It's the Kardashian curse. <clears throat> it's probably that woman's fault, you know, because that's where uh, most men's problems come from. Yeah, anyway, um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so I did see, I saw a church sign this week. I saw a church sign. It was like of a church, a Christian school or something like that, and it said, uh, "No perfect people allowed." 
right? And when I saw that, man, when I saw that picture, you know, like, no perfect people allowed, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll be right back after I go murder somebody then. You know what I mean? It's like, why wouldn't you hang a, a sign that says that? No perfect people allowed, man. Well, then I'll go do some sins and be right back, you know? Well, they better not be too bad. They better only be the sins that are approved of, you know? They better be, they better be, they better be ones that you run by us first, you know? But if you showed back up and just had blood all over you, like you had stabbed someone to death, you know, not that you should. You should never stab someone to death. That's my two rules in life is don't be a Nazi and don't stab nobody to death is what I always say. But if you did, you could go to that church and you would be allowed, is all I'm saying. Is all I'm saying. That's, anyway. So, um, so I'm glad, I'm glad that we, I'm glad that we got all that out of the way. It's getting weird, man. But, uh, I found, I ran across, I was cleaning out my closet. Um, I was cleaning out my closet this week. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking about the Eminem song while I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus on my words, man. When you just got to keep talking, when you just got to keep talking like out of the blue off the cuff and you get a song stuck in your head, let me tell you, it ain't even all it's cracked up to be. But uh, I wonder if anybody says that about crack. Well, how was the crack? It wasn't all it's cracked up to be. Um, what even was I talking? Oh, I was cleaning out my closet. I found some poetry. I found some writings, some writings um, from when I was young, probably late teens, early twenties. There was um, there was a bunch of them that I ran across, right? And I started reading it, and it was kind of sad. Um from an outsider's perspective, there was just a hopelessness that was in a lot of the stuff that I wrote. Some of it was just like free verse poetry. It was like, some of it was like songs that I'd written and, um, just looking over it, man. Like it made me really, it was really sad, you know, to see the struggles that I had you know, um, but I kind of pulled a lot of strength from it. Cause I was like, man, I've made it through some stuff in my life, you know, and sometimes tragedy, sometimes pain, sometimes struggle. Um, some kind of, sometimes that stuff really grows you, you know, and makes you who you are. And without that, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't be with who you're with probably, um, and it's kind of like those crossroads in life that you come to, man. And you come to, you come to some big crossroads in life when you're young. And, uh, at least I did anyway. You're like, what are you talking about, Dan? I ain't never come to no crossroad. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of, like you set the course. It's like when you're young and just stupid and don't even know what's going on, you know? You're like, I was like this young kid that had a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. I'm like, I don't even know which way I'm going, but I'm a-going, you know? And uh, 
and it all turned out all right, you know? And, and it made me feel really good to look back at. And uh, I threw it all away. I threw all that stuff away because I was like, man, it's like I'll read over some of this stuff one more time, but then this is like, all this is ancient history, you know? And this ain't who I am anymore. And But it got me, it was like a stepping stone to where I am now, you know? And sometimes I'll be trying to step on a stepping stone and I just fall into the pond, you know? Because that's where stepping stones are at, is across the pond. You know, you hear about stepping stones, but you really don't see stepping stones. I don't think stepping stones ain't as big of a thing as they used to be no more, you know? I think some stuff used to be bigger than what it is now, and stepping stone is like one of them things that used to be popular, but then, you know, people just don't put stepping stones in there. You know, you don't hear nobody talk about putting stepping stones in their pool or, you know, stepping stones in their pond. Yeah, you just don't hear, you don't hear tell of it no more. But uh, I think stepping stones used to be more popular than what they are now. But you got them in life, you know what I mean? You got like invisible stepping stones. And <laughs> this is like, uh, this is the worst podcast you've ever done, Glenn. But uh, it'd be all right. Um, but I don't know, man, it's really, sometimes it's good to look back. It's not good to live your life. This is like what I found. It's not good to live your life looking backwards, right? But there's some stuff that you don't need to forget because if you forget what you came from and where you came from, I think that can be bad, you know, because, because then you're doomed to, um, you're doomed to make the same mistakes twice, you know? And I ain't even trying to die. I ain't about that life. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. But, uh, but yeah, it made me happy, man. It made me real happy that, uh, that, uh, I am where I am today, you know? And I am who I am today. And I'm all right with me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm so not all right with me. I got into it with a Walmart greeter. Like, what, the other day, what, Saturday, maybe? Like, I got into it with a Walmart greeter. And before you say anything, before you judge me, let me go ahead and tell you what happened. What happened was I did the self-checkout, which rubs me the wrong way that I got to work. You know what I mean? Like, it rubs me the wrong way that I don't work here, man. That's like me walking into a store and them handing me a mop bucket and being like, um, here, the bathroom needs mopped. Or like, can I order a cake? Well, put on your hair net and your beard net and, you know, here's the squeezy bag. That's what they call the little icing thing. Here's a squeezy bag. The squeezy bag. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name but uh but anyway like i'm rubbed the wrong way if i have to do that and usually in those kind of places that have like eight people watching or eight registers and one person watching like eight registers and then what they'll have is they'll have the little conveyor belts for if you got a bunch of groceries you can like do all the work yourself you can be the cashier you can be the bag person you can just do it all right and see, this is what I think. I think that if you let me do all that, 
if you let me do all that, because I'm, I'm now I'm working not only as a cashier and a bagger, I'm working as a cashier and a bagger for free, right? And you might be like, well, Glenn, it's voluntary. You don't have to do that. What, you going to go stand in the one line, the one cashier they have? You going to go stand in that three-hour line, man? Nah. But see, if I'm acting like that, you shouldn't have to check my receipt when I leave. Am I crazy? Because a lot of times, a lot of places, they check your receipt. And, like, um, if you have, like, a big box item, like a TV or something that's not in a bag, let's see your receipt. That's pretty standard procedure, right? It's been that way for years. Now what they're doing, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what they're doing, is they're checking everybody's receipt at some places. I'm going to go ahead and tell you because that's what happened to me, right? I rung up the gross, the groceries got the receipt, threw it immediately, threw in the trash. I get to the door. The guy comes at me wanting the receipt. I'm like, man, it's in that trash can back there. And let's just say I wasn't the most pleasant to deal with. Let's just say that I wasn't the most pleasant to deal with. We don't even got to go into what all transpired. But let's just say that we didn't see eye to eye on what needed to happen right now i knew have you ever known midway through something like man i'm being an asshole yeah you know? <laughs> like you know midway through you're like ah, ah. but you're just like well i'm invested in this i'm invested in how i'm acting right now so i'm gonna stick to my guns and you start to justify in your head why it's okay for you to act like you're acting, right? I mean, I've been there. Maybe you ain't been there. Maybe you have. Maybe you're a good person. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and tell you, like, uh, sometimes if I'm like, ah, that was not a good call for me to act out like this, but I'm in it to win it now, right? So that's what happened. I got into it with a Walmart greeter. But, I mean, man... Oh no! I always try to be nice to the greeters. Most of the time, when I'm coming in, I'm talking to a Walmart greeter. One time, I'd greet them before they greet me, and uh, I don't know, man. Like this guy just kind of come at me, and I was already ill, and I just kind of I didn't do right. But you know, it's okay. I just don't believe in ringing up your stuff by yourself. I don't like that at all. It ain't even good, man. But uh, anyway, I don't know why I told you that. I've talked about it a good bit. I had to. I had to apologize um, to my fiance for uh, for some things that I said and did in that moment. But uh, it's all about. It's all about getting better. But uh, I'm gonna try not to get into it with Walmart greeters no more. That's my. Um, that's what I'm gonna try to do. But it's hard, man. It's hard when somebody sasses you, you know, because I ain't about, I ain't about being sassed. But uh, what else? What else can I talk about? I had wrote down rich people water grass because <sighs> I usually have topics I want to talk about, but I don't remember what I wanted to talk about it. I don't know if I just want to tell y'all that. Like, hey, y'all, rich people water grass. I don't even remember what I was thinking when I made that note. I guess 
I guess rich people do water grass and poor people ain't. Poor people smoke grass. I guess that's about the size of that. But uh, I did watch the new A Christmas Story story. Um, gee, Glenn. I actually get dumber when I hear your voice. I did watch the new Christmas Story story, or Christmas Story Christmas, the new Christmas Story movie. And it was really good, man. It was kind of, it was kind of nostalgic. It's like when all the Christmas Story kids are grown up and, um, it's kind of like the movie is Ralphie's a writer and he's trying to get a book deal and he's having, he's struggling to get a book deal and he's married and he has a son and a daughter and his dad dies right around Christmas. So they go back to his mom's house for Christmas. And I mean, you see everybody, um, or you see a lot of people from the original movie and, um, and it just made me feel really old. Cause I was like, dude, them people, are uh, probably roundabouts my age. And when you see people roundabouts your age that don't be looking good, you're like, golly, you know? But, uh, but I mean, it was definitely worth watching. Like, even bad Christmas movies, in my opinion, even a bad Christmas... I can't even think about a Christmas movie that I've seen that I regret watching, you know? Um... And Christmas Story Christmas is definitely worth watching. Just if you grew up on that movie, it's really good. So Ralphie's son, there's this one scene with Ralphie's son, man. And he's they're sitting at the kitchen table. And Ralphie's son's like sneaking a peek. And like it looks like the Sears catalog or something. Like the bra and panty section of the Sears catalog. You want to talk about Bring Back Memories. From when I was a kid, man, I'm going to tell you what. A homeschool kid at that a homeschool kid in the 80s, a Sears catalog was like, that was hardcore, man. You know, yeah, I, I still remember looking at the brown panty section of the Sears catalog. You might be like, Glenn, that's sad, but it was magnificent in the day. It was. You know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I'd look at a painting book. I'd look at a book of like art. And they'd be like, look at Glenn over there looking at that book of art. He's so cultured. You know, I wasn't even cultured. I wasn't even cultured. I was just trying to get me an eyeful of something that I wasn't supposed to be getting an eyeful of, right? I could look at the, the National Geographic shelf and I could point out the ones that had stuff in it that you don't supposed to be looking at. You know, and some stuff when the National Geographic, it ain't, it ain't really... I don't know. It ain't really what you want, you know? It's kind of like I want a T-bone steak, but I'll settle for a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, you know? That's kind of what National Geographic is kind of like uh, a double cheeseburger, you know? But if you're hungry, you know, if you're hungry for steak and all there is is a double cheeseburger, you're going to eat the double cheeseburger, you know? That's what, uh, I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that's what you're going to do. So anyways, that was, that was kind of funny to me because I think that whoever put that in there, I mean, we all were struggling back then. It was a struggle. It was, man. But, uh, something that I always loved about that movie is that Ralphie wanted a Red Ryder BB gun. Um, and that was my, probably one of my most memorable, um, 
Christmases as a kid was when I got the Red Ryder BB gun. Um, I don't know, man. I wanted one so bad. And you know the the BB guns that you pump up that are real powerful, you know, that would actually put a hole through the can? You know, the Red Ryder BB gun would just kind of dent the can a little bit. You know, but it was still cool, man, you know? And I knew that my parents weren't going to get me the high-powered one. All I wanted was a little old Daisy. Ain't it Daisy? Red Rider? But uh, but I remember the Christmas I got it. I was 17 years old. No, I'm just Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. But I was excited when I got that. Another memorable Christmas is when my grandmother gave me a... Gave me and my brother a Super Nintendo. Man, you want to talk about... You want to talk about tickled. Um, you want to talk about two tickled kids. <laughs> you want to talk about tickling children. Um, it was awesome, dude. Getting a Super NES as a kid. That was a really memorable Christmas. When you get older, it's not so much about what you get. It's more what you give. I've kind of noticed that. The older you get, the more you kind of want to get something good for somebody else, you know, which is like, I think that's kind of normal for an adult. If you're an adult and you're like, I can't wait to see what I get. I don't know, man. That's kind of weird. But I don't, I, I enjoy giving to my kids and to other people because you know, like just to see other people happy, you know, that kind of makes me happy. You know, I don't really want nothing. I don't even really want nothing. Um, I don't know. Christmas is always that time of year where you think back. Like, I'll think back about when I was young, especially at Christmas time, like the season, um, how it was. Um, I was driving through my old neighborhood where I used to, to live, um, and I thought about being a kid. Like, this was like last week. And I thought about being a kid during this time of the year, and it seems like like a lifetime ago. Um, it seems like a whole lifetime ago, which is crazy. Um, but I don't know. I think that Christmas is a time of year to to where you just kind of naturally do that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe everybody don't. Maybe you're listening. You're like, man, that's just weird. You weird. But uh, I'm just being honest. I'm just even, I ain't even going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what I, what I think about it. But anyway, what else can I tell you? What else is going on? There really ain't a whole lot of else going on. Um, I'm taking a lot of time off in December. Um trying to use up some vacation time, some PTO. Um, so I'm working short weeks every week and just kind of chilling. Well, not really chilling, but getting stuff done that I need to get done um, on the weekends. But I don't know. This year has been a slow year for podcasts. Um, I've tried to pick it up a little bit here lately, but... Uh, it's been a slow year for podcasts, but but I've kept them coming. Yeah, they've trickled out. The flow, it ain't, it, the flow ain't good. It's like a trickle now. Yeah, but uh, well, I tell you what about like when you get older, like you can't hold your pee as long. I noticed that. 
I notice I can't be holding my pee as long as I used to. Maybe when you get older, holding your pee don't work as good because of when you held your pee a lot when you was younger. I mean, it ain't nothing bad. It ain't nothing serious. But I don't know. I don't even know why I'm saying all this right now. I just, I just got to pee. <laughs> but uh, what else is going on, man? Not a whole lot. Life is good. I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful for the life that I have today. I'm grateful for the people that are in my life. Um, it's been a good year. Man, what a good, what a great year. This year right here has been probably the best year of my adult life. Right? And I've been an adult. I've been an adult for a minute. I've been an adult for a minute, and I'm like, man, this blows. I ain't even about this. Um, <laughs> this is, like, horrible. But, uh, but I don't know. This year has been a really good year. Um, started out kind of wild, but about midway through it, it, it just, I hit my stride, and everything's everything. You know? You know what I'm talking about. That guy knows what I'm talking about. But, uh, but I'm finishing up physical therapy. Um, the physical therapy guy said that, um, he said that if I keep looking like I'm looking now that I can be wrapping that up. So that's good. Um, I, I do feel better. I do feel a lot better than I did when I started physical therapy. Um, after my wreck that I had, it is stuff starting to feel better than what it was. So that's good news. Um, ain't nobody want to be crotchety. Ain't nothing worse than being crotchety is what I always say. I always say this, you know, I always say that you shouldn't be a Nazi and ain't nothing worse than being crotchety. There's something else that I always say, but I can't even remember it. Oh, well, it'll come to me. It'll come to me as a spirit in the night like Scrooge had the three spirit. I can't even stand Scrooge, man. My dad used to make us watch all them things all the time. Like every year we had to watch like freaking four or five different versions of A Christmas Carol. Out of all the good Christmas movies there are, that's what we had to watch. And that ain't even... That's so proper. Proper stuff always kind of bothered me because I'm the opposite of proper. When you think proper... Like, I don't know, what is that, English? Charles Dickens. I kind of wish my name was Charles Dickens. You'd be a Dickens. Ain't that, ain't Dickens, like, ain't that what they used to call somebody that was like a brat or a, you know? He's a little Dickens, that one. I wish my name was like Glenn Dickens. That kind of, that rolls off the tongue. Glenn Dickens. Mr. Dickens. I'd be like, that's right, that's right, Mr. Dickens. Dickens party of two. But uh then I have a kid I if I would have had been named Glenn Dickens, I would have named my kid Dick. Dick Dickens. But uh you know, after with that being said, I'm out of stuff to say. Um, obviously. So I'm not gonna just keep saying words to take up your precious time. There's other stuff you can be doing. But I, I, I wish you all a Merry Christmas if I don't talk to you before. I hope that I do. I hope that I talk to you at least one more time before Christmas Day. But uh, if not, I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And I'll talk at you soon. <laughs>